What up, heads? Welcome back into the Vortex for another blast back, flashback, backspin called The Beard Speaks Again. My name is Chuck Reeves. I'm a father, a bastard, a hater, and a motherfucking beast host. Today, we return to re-examine the curious case of Passionate MC, one of the most talented individuals I've ever had the opportunity to meet, but handicapped due to ego excessive bravado, and the worst case of lack of follow-through the world's arts have ever seen. Unfulfilled promises, misutilized opportunities, the basics of all things cornball. It really speaks for itself. I bring you BSA number five, passionate MC on his sleeveless bullshit still. The beard speaks again. Now. Oh, come on, he's a miserable cocksucker, fucking asshole. You hate him, admit it. Another day, another video goes up on the YouTube with something to say about me. This time, well-known internet and cypher character, Passionate MC, releases Trilogy. And in the first verse, mentions that he was going to kill me, but I'm already dying slow. And that it very easily could have hung me by my beard. Well... Me and Kyle, we have a long history, and since he decided to open this can of worms, I'm going to go ahead and share some shit with y'all. Beard speaks. Now. Oh, come on, he's a miserable cocksucker, fucking asshole. You hate him, admit it. What up, heads, and welcome to this, the sixth edition episode of The Beard Speaks. Today, we're going to delve into a little bit of history about myself and about Someone who should go down in history as one of the greatest cypher MCs of all time, if nothing else. Passionate MC, or as I know him, Kyle. Can we get a picture of him, please? That's not him. That's not him either. Nope. No, I don't, I don't think that one's him. That one's definitely not him. Who's in the back cucking control the pictures, please? Can we do something, please? Nope, that that's not him either. Oh, there he goes. There he is right there, Passionate MC. If you're not familiar with him, the man's got over a million and a half views combined. Probably more so like over two million on YouTube. Probably eons and eons more over there on the Facebook, but we know how they count those views. This picture here, of course, is from back before he wrapped his own sleeves off, but uh, that comes later. At this point, he was just one of those up-and-coming kids, spending a lot of time freestyling on Tiny Chat, throwing a lot of good words, a lot of good similes, a lot of good metaphors, lyrics off the fucking charts. Early in his career, he was noticed by the man Cannabis. This is no slouch on the mic right here. Talent level, astronomical. And to be honest, when I met him, I was unimpressed. But even before this picture, there's this one. I first met Passionate MC in 2011 at the Popeye's Chicken at Providence Place Mall. Uh, while I was sitting there enjoying my catfish, I was due to meet with a young up-and-coming MC from Cranston by the name of Kyle. Um, Kyle was interested in opening for his idol at the time, Marcus Hobson, who was coming around for his first tour, the Raw Tour, and I was the controlling promoter for both his New England appearances on that tour. So I meet this kid, and like I said, I was unfamiliar with him at the time. I would not, I did not know then that he would ascend to the lyrical beast he is now. I heard he was good. That was one of the reasons I went ahead and allowed him to get on the show. 
I did put him on first. As you can see on the flyer, he's not even on there. Back then, not only did he have sleeves, but he fell under the and more category on the flyer. Well, anybody who knows my history knows what happened at that show. Uh, I went ahead, knocked Marcus Hobson the fuck out. And uh, my relationship with him and FV uh, pretty much went down in history after that. Me and Passionate after that show, we did not see or cross paths with one another for quite some time. In that interim, he definitely built his lyrical base. He continued to build his fan base after that show he was featured on strange music inc's website he participated in the track lunchtime cypher off the album knock madness with my homeboy gmo ski routinely was one of the top performers in the don't funk a bar beats contest then he started fucking with the northeast hometown hip-hop team the grime mode cypher Passionate's first appearance on the Grime Mode Cypher happened on November 30th, 2011, with the release of Grime Mode Cypher Volume 6. I'm going to go ahead and throw that link down in the description. If you check out the video or you check out this here screen grab, then you can see he still hadn't quite wrapped those sleeves off. During his tenure at Grime Mode Cypher, Passionate MC participated in 15 ciphers. Those ciphers included ciphers with such big names as Cut Calhoun, Copyright, and Diabolic. Now, Fucking With Grind Mode did a lot more than just letting him get content out, out there on the internet. Grind Mode was, is a platform by which MCs come out, we do live performances, it's a lot of stage-based work. Grind Mode Cypher is an organization based in New England, founded by the homeboy Lingo from Wise Guy Films. Grind Mode is nothing but a platform. It's a way for you to get video content of yourself rapping out there on the internet. It's a way of promotion. It's a way of getting your work seen uh, cross-promotionally via multiple groups of fans. There are currently over 350 Grime Mode affiliated MCs, several Don't Funk Up Our Beats finalists, um, several Team Backpack heavy hitters, including Passionate MC, uh, came up through our ranks. Token, who if anybody out there is familiar with him, he's on a goddamn fucking star ride uh, with Hobson right now, and he's fixing to be the most famous motherfucker on earth probably he came up through our system and it provides networking and just collaboration between a large group of artists who may not otherwise be familiar with one another or be exposed to one another shit me and passionate even did a cypher together out in california with other fucking superstars like flawless real talk fucking moolah team backpack winner rips big g's from ri records and of course the fucking phenom token back when he was only 16 on July 3rd, 2012, Passionate MC auditioned for the Team Backpack Cypher via their online audition process. Even though he went unselected at the time, a little over a year and a half later, on November 25th, 2013, Passionate MC debuted with one broken wing on the Team Backpack Cypher. To date, in his career with Team Backpack, Passionate MC has participated in six ciphers and two bar fights. His most viewed piece of work, his 2014 Moolah Cypher, currently sits at 1.245 million views on YouTube. Through Team Backpack, Passionate MC has gotten the chance to work with people like Demerick and Flawless Real Talk, who, strangely enough, was also a Grime Mode affiliate. Now, during this time, me and Kyle crossed paths again. Um, I, myself, in an attempt to get noticed by Team Backpack in some sort of a media capacity, as my last act of being a hip-hop actual performer... Uh, I went ahead and auditioned for the process, was picked as a finalist to go out to L.A. to participate in their online auditions. To prepare for that, since I had taken quite the sabbatical from hip-hop music, or at least actively performing it, I started hanging out at Grime Mode Cypher's weekly event, Sunday Night Mics. 
Here, I was reintroduced to Passionate MC, who by this time had turned into a complete lyrical fucking monster. During this time, Passionate MC was also selected to represent as part of a elite group of Grime Mode affiliates known as the Grime Mode Generals. I was chosen for the Grime Mode Generals not due to my racket, rapping acumen or lyrical ability. I was chosen due to what I do right here, East Coast Beast hosting. Another one of the non-rapping generals, Mr. Joe Brawler, is my sponsor at Brawler's Inc. Big ups to him, as fucking usual. At the time, the Grime Mode General's concept was not that of a musical group. It was another, yet another platform where the elite and most noticeable members of the Grime Mode family could collide their collaborative efforts and their collective fan bases in order to further spread the word of not just them as individual artists, but of, of the Grime Mode movement. The Grind Mode Generals actually only had a couple of performances, to be honest with you. However, it was quite the sight to see them in front of a sold-out house of 3,500 people at the Worcester Palladium opening for Tech 9 Anybody who's seen Passionate MC rip a cipher knows that it's a fucking sight to behold and knows that he ain't nobody to fuck with. Then on June 1st, 2015, it seems like a rift was created between the Grind Mode organization and Passionate MC and a couple of other generals. On that date, Team Backpack released their Joel Ortiz cipher, one where Joel Ortiz pretty much word for word spit the almost the entirety of the verse that we at Grime Mode had released from him about eight months prior. I didn't take their fucking release of recycled material from us very kindly. We removed their video from YouTube, had some things go down, a lot was said in the public. I didn't have a fucking video show like I do now back then. But if I had, trust me, that would have been all you fucking heard about. At the height of what I'll call the Grime Mode versus Team Backpack social media war that was going on over the release of our recycled material, Passionate MC ceremoniously left Grime Mode with a Facebook post. He left along with two other generals, and at that point, yeah, the Grime Mode generals, as far as a public organization, were disbanded. Now, to be honest, me... I took that as some fucking shady shit, uh, as publicly siding with Team Backpack over this fucking Joel Ortiz incident. Uh, I released a video at the time on the subject, I'll make sure I link that down in the description, where we did a bar-for-bar comparison of his appearance with us in November of the previous year, and then his appearance with Team Backpack in June, and how they tried to release it as new material, when clearly it was not. I considered Passionate MC publicly siding with them some bitch shit, to be fucking honest with you. Now, understand, this recycling bullshit not only came directly after Madchild got booed off stage at their event for trying to read off his fucking phone, but on the heels of the Task 1 incident. Now, anybody who's not familiar with the Task 1 incident, sooner or later, I am going to do a history lesson about that motherfucker. I'd love to track him down. But Task 1 was the greatest case of hip-hop thievery as far as lyrics in the history of recording. Man, Task One was a team backpack heavy hitter who literally, after a while, we found out every bar he fucking ever spit came from someone else. He went on to blame a ghostwriter, whatever, whatever. So at the time, to me, this was a very sensitive subject because Team Backpack as an organization was trying to portray themselves as this honest artistic platform you know they do things live in one take which anybody who's been to one of their live events knows is not fucking true and i just didn't like the fraudulent way they were presenting themselves especially acting as if material that was recycled and already paid for once was released again by them knowingly some bullshit so that was in june of 2015 like i said him and a couple other generals left 
shortly thereafter it. Part of their public explanation for leaving was my actions on social media in response to the Joel RT situation. Um, at the time, I was quite pissed off that I got fingers pointed at me like that. But now I wear that shit as a badge of distinction. Since the team backpack financed and promoted heyday where one of his ciphers achieved 1.245 million views since his departure from grime mode passionate mc's only been featured in two official team backpack releases both of them bar fights both of them achieving well under 300,000 views now after he left grime mode except during the initial time where i did admittedly run my mouth about him quite a bit since then i haven't really mentioned him publicly or even given his career much notice that was until this fall. It was being promoted that Kyle was going to be releasing a track with Snow Goons called Cypher God. And that the song Cypher God was going to be dedicated to the one and only God MC, Sean Price. Now, in my opinion, using the departed memory of any man to try to generate promotional heat for yourself, regardless of how close you are to somebody, is bullshit. Now, it's especially bullshit when you have no legitimate connection to that man at all. And at the time when Sean Price did a grime mode cipher, he didn't even know who he was. And it is especially is some fucking cornball bullshit. If all you do is at the beginning say, this is for Sean Price, and then not one lyric, not one bar is about the man himself, but you're going to go ahead and shout out about fucking seven other dudes during the course of that song. Now, of course, I have issue with that. Anybody who knows my history knows that I was in a video with Sean Price called Barbarian. I did quite a number of shows with him. I had quite the number of personal interactions with the man. Did and still do consider this man a friend. I turned up the heat on Passionate MC and once again, admittedly, ran my mouth quite a bit about his fucking corniness. At the time, yeah, I did get a phone call from Passionate, basically threatening my life. But you know what? I never once threatened him with physical violence at all. All I did was say the shit he was doing was fucking corny in a public fashion, and he didn't fucking like it. So by calling me explaining how he wanted to fucking put hands on me, that proved to me that everything I was saying is true, and I was not only exposing it publicly, but making him maybe come to grips with it himself. But no matter how mad I got about Sean P's inclusion in his little bullshit Cypher God track, I think Sean P posthumously still had the last laugh when he released Definition of a God. I haven't seen a more direct sub in my entire life, and he's in the grave. Sean Price's petty has no expiration date. Now, during his time with Grime Mode, Passionate MC also linked up with Ari the Rugged Man through Ari the Rugged Man's Murderous Lyricist Contest. Although this was yet another competition he did not win, he received an honorable mention and received enough notice by the guy running it, R.A. the Rugged Man, that when R.A. Rugged Man came to town for his Legends Never Die release party, which I was promoting... Passionate was there. I was present in the room for Ari the Rugged Man and Passionate MC's first meeting. It was fucking quite funny. Ari kept telling him how pretty he was and how much he probably should be a male model. Now, Passionate's always kept a pretty good relationship with Rugged Man, and so have I. I've done several shows with him, both as a promoter and as a host. Passionate MC finally got the call from Rugged Man to go on tour but not quite the way he expected. Instead of being an entertainer that was part of the official bill, Passionate MC was tapped by Ari the Rugged Man to drive him, Afro, and the kid Jarv all around Canada and the United States. Passionate was super fucking excited. He even released a flyer. But the thing is, so did Rugged Man. Do you see something different? One of these is the official. One of these is the one Passionate MC put out. I bet you can tell which one. So Ari the Rugged Man, definition of a rap flow tour, Ari the Rugged Man, Afro, Jarve, 
coming around to my town, coming around to Hamden, Connecticut through one of the promoters I work with, the keynote company. Initially, I was billed to host. Now, the promoter used the I don't want to pay you excuse as me not hosting, but I truly have some sort of thing in my brain that makes me think possibly the inclusion of Passionate MC as the driver on this tour had something to do with that. But that doesn't bother me at all. What bothers me it was what happened after the show. I approached Rugged Man like I always do after shows that I'm not involved in because I've known him for a long time. We've met on several occasions and we have several mutual friends. I work with several people that he's worked with. It's a small rap world. He immediately turns the conversation into why am I giving Passionate MC a hard time online? Now, I didn't even know he was aware of this. I'm not friends with him personally on Facebook. I do like his like page, but I really don't think he's able to see my Facebook feed through his like page. So I assume Passionate MC did nothing while he was driving that fucking car around besides complain about me talking shit about him on the internet. I went back to the merch booth to wait for Rugged Man to be done getting bombarded by autograph seekers. And in a, a couple minutes later, he approaches me arm in arm with Passionate MC and basically instructs me to have a conversation with Passionate and work it the fuck out. Now that conversation, witnessed by my sponsor Joe Brawler, also a previous Grime Mode General, was not much different than any other conversation I'd had with him. I told him, you know, I think what you did was corny. I think you realized that part of it was fucked up. Yeah, I run my fucking mouth. Never once did I threaten you. So if you're fucking mad, too fucking bad, and you got to be able to handle critique if you're going to be a public person. It's my pretty much, it's my argument to try to get out of a fucking ass beating. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I never once apologized for anything I said, and I never once told him that I thought his inclusion of Sean Price's name and his bullshit Cypher God track was okay. Since then, we haven't had shit to say to each other. With the exception of a very short interaction on Twitter, when Passionate MC went against reverse racist Talib Kweli in some tweets, we haven't had shit to say to each other. And even when he did say something to me, it was pretty fucking sweet. So imagine my surprise when I see new Passionate MC video getting released and then all of a sudden my inbox blowing me the fuck up telling me that in the song Passionate MC had some choice words for me. Make rappers not wanna rhyme no more Almost killed Chuck but that bastard's already dying slow I don't know What makes them think that I wouldn't dare Grab him by the neck and leave him home like his fucking bed Now in the song he says he was gonna kill me but I'm a bastard and I'm already dying slow which we all fucking know, Kyle. And then he said he was going to hang me by my beard, which, to be honest, I expected way more originality out of the motherfucking Cypher God. I just expected way more originality out of Kyle on that one. I hear so many threats about my beard all the time. I mean, not only is it my biggest and probably best fucking feature besides my brain, it's also my most upfront one and the fucking thing people notice first. So come on, man. You've known me for so long. You knew me pre-beard. I knew you pre-sleeves, you knew me pre-beard. You couldn't think of nothing fucking better to say about me besides hanging me by this fucker? I'm disappointed. So that's in the first verse, and to be honest with you, Trilogy isn't so much a song as it is a collection of three verses and a video showcasing three of Passionate's alternate comic book looks. The first verse, of course, is just about how dope he is, and of course, he was going to kill me, but I'm dying slow, and he was going to hang me by my beard. The second verse, though, oh my god, I couldn't even pay attention to it because of this outfit! Where in the fuck do you go to get a sleeveless, hooded fur coat? Strangely enough, you kind of look like me in the Barbarian video. 
So for real, with that outfit, all I heard in that center, second verse was rawr, motherfucker looking like the cover of Snow Dogs and shit. Now I get it, furry hat, Gmo's got a furry hat, Gmo was successful, furry hat, you're going to be successful. But the difference is, Gmo's not doing ciphers anymore. And then we got the third verse. A love letter to Hobson again. I pouch for niggas when they were doubted for their contact lenses. When y'all thought Dame was wrong for signing Dizzy Wright, we had lit the light before Jared could even hit a pipe in this life. Problem for them, so problem for you. So if you got a problem with Hobson, then I'm popping at you. It's because the real respect the real. But they all question still why your nigga this ill wasn't giving a record deal. Cause I don't ask for shit. You could even ask him it. Sign the run side. I swear, Marcus Hobson is the most shouted out dude in fucking Kyle Passionate MC's raps. Probably Locksmith or Six Seconds coming at a very close second. I mean, I know for a fact he's been pursuing a deal with Hobson since I met him. And that was over five years ago at this point. From the days on FV to now the days on Undercover Prodigy. Shit, man. Passionate even went as far as inserting himself into a very personal beef between Swizz and Hobson to go ahead and diss Swizz on Hobson's behalf. He even mentions it in this fucking verse. He mentions how he vouched for Hobson because he wore contacts. That he vouched for Funk Volume in the early days. He threw himself into beefs on Hobson's behalf. All right, Brolic Sleeveless One. We get it. You, you dissed Swizz, but you know who you didn't fucking diss? Horseshoe Gang. Now, I see the difference here. I see why you would diss one and not the other. But Swizz had a personal issue because Hobson was lying on his brother. Horseshoe Gang was going to drive to L.A., put Marcus in a fucking barrel, and set that motherfucker out to sea. But I can see why you would diss little small Swizz and not the fucking Horseshoe Gang. Shouts to Circle of Bosses. So here he is with another fucking verse, another fucking release, where he's asking Hobson, why, basically asking without asking, why haven't I been signed yet, while Hobson's bouncing around the globe with Grime Mode affiliate token. At this point, Kyle, I think you'd be better off trying to pursue a deal with Hobson's That's So Raven co-star Orlando Brown. But that's what Passionate's done his whole career. Spit verses that have no connection to any other verses. Put songs together that are nothing but a collection of verses that have nothing to do with one another and not making any cohesive songs while waiting for some other man to put him on, whether that be Hobson or Ari the Rugged Man. My biggest piece of advice for Mr. Kyle, make some shit happen for yourself. So why did he threaten me and why did he go ahead and mention it in this track? I really don't fucking know. Is it because I pointed out flaws in his own cypher god image? It definitely isn't because I told any lies. It's definitely not because I threatened him with any kind of physical violence. All I ever did about the man was speak truth. Now, like I've said, Passionate MC is a top-tier hip-hop lyricist. We wouldn't be having this fucking conversation if he wasn't. But some of his artistic and career moves have not only been corny as fuck, but have been visibly detrimental to his own career. When he left the Grime Mode Cypher with a post and a couple of shit-talking posts of his own two years ago, we all assumed it was for greener and greater pastures. Shit, he went as far as saying that himself. But I've yet to see one quote-unquote opportunity flourish for that man yet.
So maybe next time, instead of worrying about dissing the radio guy, the internet video guy, the show host guy, who still to this day would give you a proper introduction if you did a live show locally, why don't you pick a topic, write three verses about that topic, write numerous bars per verse about that same topic, and then join it all together with a cohesive hook. Because that's the one fucking thing I haven't seen you do yet. So that's that. I really got nothing fucking more to say about it. As you can see, I cut my sleeves off too. I understand the fucking struggle passionate MC. But what I don't understand is going after me for doing nothing more than trying to hold a mirror up to your own actions. As far as getting physically violent with me, all that does is lend legitimacy to my arguments. Shit, man. Ask Joiner. Ask Stitches. Ask your boy Hobson. There's not many better ways to confirm that someone's opinion about someone else is correct than if their response to that opinion is physical violence. I wish you the best, Passionate. I really fucking do. I hope Team Backpack gets their shit together and starts showcasing you correctly and more frequently. I hope you get on the stick and actually produce a fucking album for your assassins out there because I know they've been begging for one. And personally, I want to hear what the final form of your motherfucking ass is going to be because right now, sky's the limit as far as talent, lyrical ability, and all that jazz. Stop making this about ego. If you can stop making this about ego, I swear to you, man, with your talent level, you could have the career of a Hobson or a Cannabis or an R.A. the Rugged Man or someone much, much greater. Thanks for joining me tonight. Until next time, heads, the beard has spoken. To this day, besides driving R.A. the Rugged Man around and getting very little in the way of stage time, no individual show bookings, no real releases or anything else, Shit really hasn't played out for Kyle the way we all thought it would. While MCs he used to see as below him like Token are achieving unimaginable heights, he just sits around on social media reminding everyone he's the best. How you start to think you're the best without putting out a project? I have no fucking idea. Especially when back in September he publicly declared himself done with rap. Whatever cornball bullshit the future holds for him, I guess I wish him well. Let's hope he stops fronting on this rap shit. My name is Chuck Reeves. Next weekend, Beard Speaks Again number six will be released while I'm at Astronomicon. So if you're attending, make sure you come say what's up. If you're not attending, the beard does not stop. Make sure you like and subscribe and on whatever platform you're enjoying this here audio podcast. Make sure you're following all my social media at Beast Host Beard. And until next time, back to reality. The beard is spoken again. Heads, there's nothing more stressful than trying to get your entrepreneurial ship on in this world today. Whether you're a small business owner, an artist, a do-it-yourself entertainer, or anyone else with the need to spread your message, you know this. With all the current restrictions and metrics dictating what people see on the social media-driven internet, the tried-and-true traditions of physical media production and promotion have become as important as ever. But who's got the time? Who's got the time to stand at the damn print shop all day? I'll tell you who. Ruthless Aggression Promotions. 
At RAPromos.net, you can achieve all of your print promotional dreams using their easy-to-use online interface. Business cards, stickers, flyers, posters, even CD inserts and custom event tickets to complete your arsenal of promotional print needs. Regardless if it's a large-scale promotional operation or a small-scale product rollout, PJ and the RA Promo staff can use their 15 years of nationally touring entertainment experience to help you achieve your desired results. Look, if you really want to win here in the fucking simulation, you can't be passive. You gotta be aggressive. Ruthlessly aggressive. Hit up Ruthless Aggression Promotions now at www.rapromos.net and get your message directly into people's hands and wallets. RAPromos.net.